You're listening to a Royal Children's Hospital Education Hub podcast. This is an Allied Health and Nursing Education Outreach Program podcast in collaboration with the Education Hub at the Royal Children's Hospital. Hi, my name's Sarah Temby and I'm an Allied Health Educator in the Royal Children's Hospital Allied Health and Nursing Education Outreach Program and in the RCH Education Hub. Today we have Jill Fitzgerald, who is an occupational therapist in the Royal Children's Hospital Occupational Therapy Department, and she's been working there for four years. Today we'll be discussing post-traumatic amnesia. Welcome, Jill. Thanks, Sarah. So can you explain what post-traumatic amnesia is? Yeah, so post-traumatic amnesia is otherwise known as PTA. It's a stage of the natural recovery process after a TBI or a traumatic brain injury. Mm -hmm. PTA is known to be a hallmark feature of TBI. It's a time-limited, widespread disruption of cognitive processes. So children in PTA are best described as being in a confusional state, whereby they will be disoriented and unable to recall new information. Okay, great. So I'm going to call it PTA from now on too. Sounds like a plan. Can you give an example of what a child in PTA may present like? It's a really good question because um, children in PTA fluctuate a lot. So we know that on one hand, children might be drowsy with really short, alert and settled periods. But then on the other hand, they may be agitated or photophobic, otherwise known as sensitive to light. Children in PTA are often disoriented to time, place and even sometimes person. And they have difficulty recalling new information or making new memories. Due to these cognitive challenges that they're having, they often also can present as frustrated. Mm. So how do you assess if a child is in PTA? Absolutely. So we use standardised assessment tools here at RCH that are developmentally validated to the child's age. These assessment tools are the WAPTAS or the Westmead PTA scale or the SIPTAS, which is a Sydney PTA scale. And these are short memory tests that are five or 12 questions that are a mix of orientation questions and memory recall questions. And how long will PTA last for? So PTA can last for a few hours days or a number of weeks depending on the severity of the TBI. So we don't really know how long PTA will last for and does that length of PTA actually matter? Yeah it's actually really important. So the duration of PTA following TBI has been found to be the best predictors of functional outcomes whereby children who are in PTA for longer periods uh, tend to have worse functional outcomes than those that are in PTA for shorter periods of time. Therefore recognising, assessing and managing PTA early is really really crucial to give children the best opportunity to promote their functional outcomes. And what do you mean when you say functional outcomes? It's a good question. So when I'm talking about functional outcomes, I'm talking about a child's ability to return to their uh, day-to-day activities that they were doing before the TBI occurred. So this might include going to school, spending time with their friends, um, having a shower by themselves, or really importantly, re-engaging in their leisure activities that they love to do. Okay, so the duration of PTA is the best predictor of your return to activities, or as you like to say, functional outcomes. Absolutely. So what's the role of an occupational therapist in working with children in PTA? Yeah, so at our hospital, the occupational therapist's number one overarching role is to help children return to the activities that they need, want and have to do. So when we're working with children in PTA, we have a number of important roles. These include completing the daily standardised assessments, which I spoke about just before. Additionally, we complete functional assessments and intervention. This might look like for a teenager, supporting them to get back to feeding themselves or dressing themselves. Mm-hmm. Or on the other hand, for a preschooler, it might um, look like supporting them to re-engage in play. A third role for children in PTA is um, being in charge of creating and maintaining a supportive environment to maximise recovery in the hospital setting whilst children are in PTA. And what do you do once a child is assessed to be in PTA? 
So the key to best PTA management is to have the multidisciplinary team aware and consistently providing an optimal environment for recovery. To do this, we set up individualised and tailored PTA management plans. We've initiated uh, developing these plans based on acquired brain injury or ABI and TBI literature and expert clinical consensus here at RCH. These PTA management plans are developed by occupational therapy and neuropsychology and are based on a number of factors, which will include TBI severity, the stage of recovery following the TBI, levels of agitation or not, and also really importantly, the child's pre-morbid interests, hobbies, routines and levels of independence. Whilst in PTA, these plans are reviewed and updated regularly to match the child's stage of recovery following the TBI. Okay, and what's the best environment for a child in PTA? So children need to be cared for in hospital whilst they're in PTA due to PTA uh, being something which fluctuates and also which is unpredictable. It's important that the environment children are cared for whilst in PTA strikes a balance between, on one hand, fostering and promoting rehabilitation and that return to usual cognitive and physical function, but on the other hand, avoiding overstimulation, which commonly occurs during PTA. And can you give an example of avoiding overstimulation? We often see children who are overstimulated, especially in the early stages of PTA, and this might look like increasing levels of agitation. So we know that children who are in the early stages of PTA require a calm and controlled environment, which might look like minimal visitors, plenty of rest, calm and familiar music, and short bursts of activity and therapy that are in line with their alert and settled periods. And what advice would you give to other health professionals, such as nurses, doctors or allied health, who have a patient in PTA? Yeah, so before seeing a child in PTA, it's really important that our multidisciplinary team are up to date with the PTA management plan that's been specially created for that child and for that child on that day. In practice, this might look like not having six doctors on ward rounds going into the room and instead having just two key doctors going in to avoid that overstimulation and extra agitation that may come, may come from having extra people in the room who the child's unfamiliar with. Mm-hmm. For, say, a physio, this might mean that you might need to work with the OT to factor in the physio session as a part of the child's daily timetable as we're trying to provide a structured daily routine for children who are in that tail end or emerging from PTA stage. Great. Thank you, Jill. So what would be your three key take-home messages? So number one, early recognition, assessment and management of PTA is crucial to give the best opportunity to promote good outcomes following TBI. Secondly, once children are deemed to be in PTA, PTA management should be individualised, tailored and updated as the child progresses and recovers. And thirdly, clinicians should know how the child's PTA is being managed before they enter the room of that child so that they're providing best possible care in line with the PTA management plan. Thank you, Jill, for talking today about your experience as an occupational therapist with post-traumatic amnesia. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Sarah. Thanks for listening. Please view the description section below for more information on this topic. The Education Hub is a collaboration between the Royal Children's Hospital and the University of Melbourne Department of Paediatrics and funded by the RCH Foundation.